This episode has been brought to you in part by the Azrieli Music Prizes. Join them in celebrating artistic excellence at the AMP Gala Concert, live from Maison Symphonique in Montreal, happening October 20th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Orchestre Metropolitain will premiere award-winning music by laureates Aharon Harla, Iman Habibi, and Rita Ueda. Learn more at azrielifoundation.org backslash AMP. Well, some Jewish groups have asked me to do a podcast on who to vote for in the Ontario municipal elections coming up on Monday. But there are more than 6,000 candidates running for a council seat in over 400 villages and cities and towns across the province. So that's way too many to handle in just 15 minutes here on our show. And then there are 37 school boards, so it's impossible. But the CJN's Josh Liebline has done profiles of some of the key Jewish candidates and his doorstep postings columns are on the CJN website, so you can check those out. Plus, there are various Jewish groups like the Federation in Ottawa and B'nai B'rith and Sija who've created websites with resources of who they think are friendly to the Jewish community, so you can check those out too. On today's show, I want to introduce you to one man who's waging his own battle to make sure voters know who he thinks they should and shouldn't vote for. He's Michael Tepper. He calls himself an enemy of anti-Semitism and a big fan of open government. In his private life, he's a tax expert with a big Toronto accounting firm. But in his spare time, he uses his particular set of skills as both an accountant and a lawyer, just like that famous line that the actor Liam Neeson always uses in his Taken films. Except Tepper's skills are to file freedom of information requests. He gets hundreds of pages sent to him of emails and reports and documents behind some of the most high-profile cases that we've reported on. And then he files official complaints. And sometimes, when he gets wind of officials who've posted hardcore anti-Israel messages on their social media, he goes public with it all. Because the public has a right to know when a diplomatic official equivalent, Canada's official representative, gets cancelled and deplatformed in secret just because there are some senior staff members of the board that don't like what he has to say. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Thursday, October the 20th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. Michael Tepper isn't running himself in the municipal elections, but he has registered as a third-party advertiser for Toronto and Newmarket, so he can legally campaign for specific candidates, but also against others. He's registered as a private citizen. I sat down with Michael recently to learn more about why he's fighting this way, and he started when the Toronto District School Board staffer emailed materials on how to teach about Israel's war with Hamas in May of 2021. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you got involved in, in Jewish community stuff. Uh, my background is actually pretty humble. I'm uh, just uh, a fellow living in Toronto. I uh, go to the uh, lodger congregation from uh, na- every now and then. And uh, I first got involved in this uh, when uh, Mr. Javier Davila published his mail outs back in May of 2021. I uh, realized that uh, something was amiss and I got a copy of the the mail outs uh, through putting out a request on Facebook, got to read them and I just fell off my chair, 
literally. I could not believe what I had seen at the back of uh, the mail house. There were links to uh, terrorist propaganda libraries and, pam- and a pamphlet that said that suicide bombing was legitimate. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. So I got uh, very angry and kind of scared, and I immediately fired off a complaint to the uh, College of Teachers. And I also called up B'nai B'rith. They were the first people I thought of, and I worked with them a little bit at the time. And uh, uh, the complaint against Mr. Deville is actually still pending. And from then on, I realized that uh, this is a little bit like a game of whack-a-mole at the exhibition where uh, you uh, you see an, a particular incident, you respond, and then somewhere else in Ontario, it pops up again. And we just keep playing this game of responding to incidents. And uh, there doesn't seem to be anything systematic about how we can uh, keep uh, uh, the Jewish people from being constantly victimized. So... Your background, though, is in law. Yes, I do have a background in law. I'm a non-practicing lawyer. I'm also uh, uh, a certified public accountant from the state of Illinois. I do uh, that kind of work for a living, uh, but I've never been practicing law. But you know how to use legal and administrative systems in order to get information, which is a really good skill. Enter the school board issue in Ottawa. What do you see... It was a problem with what happened in Ottawa. A local organization called the Center for Holocaust Education and Scholarship, based in Ottawa, was running a series of uh, teacher professional development sessions on anti-Semitism. And they were planning to invite Professor Erwin Kotler, uh, who's Canada's official envoy on anti-Semitism. And the session was cancelled and postponed at the last minute on the grounds that the teachers had already been hearing enough information, wanted to consolidate their learning, and this was not uh, the right venue for that kind of material at the time. So I sent out a freedom of information request to the Ottawa School Board asking for all of the documentation behind the decision. And what I found was actually very disturbing because this was not a last-minute decision. There was actually a decision made a full month before they communicated it to Uh, the Center for Holocaust Education and Scholarship. And the diversity coordinator and a superintendent for instruction had uh, sent emails between each other saying, I'm a firm no on Mr. Kotler. And basically the reason that they gave was that Mr. Kotler uh, supports the IRA definition of anti-Semitism. And we believe that that won't be a safe space for the educators involved. And I found this, quite frankly, duplicitous. Uh, the director of education for the Ottawa School Board, uh, about a month after this whole incident, wrote a report, a memo to the school board itself describing the circumstances of this incident. And not a word was mentioned about these internal emails and the reluctance to accept Mr. Kotler simply because he supports uh, the IRA definition and uh, they don't like his positions generally. Uh, which, uh, but the, what really outraged me is not only that they didn't, they denied him uh, the opportunity to present, but they effectively covered it up. We mentioned earlier that you found it like a whack-a-mole and that it's a disturbing systemic problem that the Jewish community has to face because well, that- because of this whole new intersectionality and all these buzzwords. So I guess what I'm trying to understand is why is school why are school boards getting hijacked? by these issues when the students have nothing here to do with that. It's an Israel question over there in the Middle East. Well, 
we live in a multicultural and, di and diverse society where people come to Canada from all parts of the world. And sometimes there is an unfortunate tendency to bring into Canada conflicts that originated elsewhere. Sure, and, 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 and so, Sikhs and Tamils. And, and so some of those conflicts are being fought, at least at this point, peacefully, but still through propaganda. And there are, and let's face it, Israel has its enemies and they would like nothing more than to deprive Israel of uh, unity with the Jewish people worldwide and to cause the Jews to doubt themselves and to start to turn against Israel. And they would like nothing better than to turn the public opinion in countries around the world against Israel. And if they can use the education system as their propaganda factory, that would be one more victory for them. Well, they're winning, obviously, and that's what scares people, I think. In some places, they are. They like to think that they're winning. Uh, they make a big production about it, and it's really important for the Jewish community to be vigilant and proactive and loud, just as loud as they are, perhaps a lot louder, in telling educational authorities that allowing the education system to be uh, converted into such a propaganda factory is unacceptable. And that's why I got on my hind legs and said, no. Now you, I should say, we should tell our listeners that you are on the board of... I'm on the board of the Canadian Anti-Semitism Education Foundation. Uh, it's a, a, a relatively small organization, but it punches above its weight in, in several fora. And it's, uh, and contrary to uh, what some of the critics on the extreme left have suggested, it is not a right-wing organization. Uh, but we definitely... Uh, are uh, advocating for the Jewish community as a whole, and we are definitely advocating to make sure that the education system is free from political propaganda. That's not the purpose of public education. You're running, of course, we should say. No, I'm not actually trustee. a can I'm not a, I'm not a candidate. I'm a third-party advertiser. Sorry, I thought you were running. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I'm, I'm maintaining a campaign as a third-party advertiser. What does that mean? Under the... Under Ontario's municipal elections law, it's illegal for you or me to spend even a dollar to support or oppose a candidate for public office without registering as a third-party advertiser. So I've registered in the city of Toronto, I've registered in the town of Newmarket, I might register in other jurisdictions, which allows me to identify by name certain candidates that I believe are worthy of support or opposition and actually spend money of my own to support or oppose them, independent of their own campaigns. I could donate to their campaigns within the donation limits. So can you, so can anyone else. The difference is that if you want to make your own personal views known to the public, your own ads, your own uh, either electronically or through on-the-ground election signs, you need to advertise as a third-party advertiser. I didn't think people... So you're basically going to do that. How? What? What's your next steps or what are your next campaigns? Where should we expect to hear? Uh, my next campaigns are uh, both in my own writing. Uh, uh, Alexander Brown is the chair of the Toronto School Board. He was one of seven trustees uh, who voted to... Uh, censure uh, Alexandra Loka unsuccessfully uh, for, uh, for for denouncing the the uh, uh, Davila materials. Uh, I think that uh, uh, Alexander Brown deserves an accountability uh, for that decision, along with some of the other trustees. I'm also very concerned about a trustee that's running in the 
uh, town of Newmarket for the York region, and her name is Shamila Shaquille, and she's also a very close friend of Mr. Davila and has uh, a pretty uh, uh, poisonous social media history that she's now keeping hidden from the public. Uh, and uh, her views are, were so extreme at the time that uh, the liberals dumped her as a candidate back in January. Then she ran off to the NDP and tried to join the NDP campaign in Newmarket. And she became the cabinet, man, uh, sorry, the campaign manager for all of two days before the NDP threw her out as well. And this is anti-Jewish or anti-Israel? This was anti-Israel. Okay. Uh, this was, I, I, I wouldn't say a word about uh, anything beyond that. Mm -hmm. uh, but they were very extreme anti-Israel views, so much so that the liberals couldn't tolerate it and even the NDP couldn't tolerate it. And now she's trying to cover it up. But I'm not going to let her get away with that. By the way, Tepper's latest dump of documents just came out Wednesday, and they show some behind-the-scenes paperwork over the hiring of a Palestinian-Canadian consultant from Kitchener who came to teach a series of workshops on anti-Palestinian racism to parents, staff, and students at Mark Garneau High School in Toronto in the spring. BC and Zuby charged $16,000 for her work, but the documents reveal that her hiring went ahead even though one of the superintendents, Andrew Howard, writes, quote, I am worried that when others hear about the education, we may once again get pounded by the Jewish organizations for not presenting both perspectives, unquote. Tepper had complained to the school that this consultant was the wrong person for the job because her social media posts supported violence against Israel and accused the state of Israel of genocide. You can go to his Twitter account and read all the documents. I posted the link in our show notes. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Karen Igro-Wolanski in Toronto. And I know Sukkot's over, but we'll end the episode with a lovely little snippet from a dinner held in Montreal last week for 50 newly arrived Ukrainian Jewish refugees. It was held in the sukkah at Montreal's Federation CJA building, and it was raining hard, as you'll hear, when the community came out to meet them, including Mikhail Goldstein, who was himself born in Ukraine before moving to Israel and then to Montreal. Many thanks to Glenn Nashin for the audio. We know the pain and horror you had to go through before you could feel relatively safe again. But you should always remember that you are not alone. We all stand with you on those days condemning the horrible war and terror attacks on your country. With God's help, all this madness will add soon and a peaceful sky regime over Ukraine. Join author Karen Levine in marking the 20th anniversary of the extraordinary true story behind her beloved children's book, Hannah's Suitcase. You'll hear how the curator of a small Holocaust museum in Japan wound up on an incredible global journey, searching for a young girl named Hannah Brady. Sunday, October 30th at 2 p.m. at Beth Emmett Synagogue in Toronto. To learn more and register for free, visit beby.org slash event slash OCT30.